This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Change, Redefining Success, the podcast designed to inspire you and give you actionable information to enhance, up-level, reimagine, and reinvent your life and your livelihood. No matter where you started, where you are now, or where you've been, you too can lead an authentic, first-class life. Each week, new stories of turning points and transformation will help you define what success means to you so you can live your best life on your terms. Now here's your host, first-class life mentor and certified Profiting From Your Passions coach, Kate Fessler. Welcome to Change Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and today my guest is Carol Carini. Carol has been involved in the entertainment industry and media since she was 20 years of age and continued with her professional career when she moved from Australia to the U.S. in 2001. Carol owned and operated a video production company in Seattle for several years, producing, writing, and editing web TV shows, commercial videos, travel shows, and more. By adding online marketing to the mix, she was able to not only produce the videos, but also work with businesses to successfully market their videos. Carol's creative background and passion for learning and trying new things opened up unique opportunities throughout her life. It gave her the ability to work in TV, radio, publishing, media, and the entertainment industry. Something most people don't know about Carol is she has been a professional singer and voiceover talent since her early 20s and recorded a number one hit record in Australia in the 80s. She also worked as an actor in some of the top soaps in Australia for a few years. Carol has achieved many unusual goals throughout her life and never once thought she couldn't do something that most people said was impossible. It wasn't until she came across a book in a secondhand bookstore 25 years ago that she realized how and why she achieved the things she did. She's now writing a book about her experiences and how she believes her amazing journey through life was not an accident, but came from her strong belief in herself, which is what her book will be called, The Magic of Believing in Yourself. Her recent retirement has given Carol the ability to concentrate on a passion for painting she's had for many years as a traditional painter, but now she uses technology to create digital pet portraits. Welcome, Carol. Well, thank you, Kate. Appreciate it. You've had an amazing and varied career. Let's go back to your 20s in Australia. You were a professional singer and held number one position for 10 weeks on the Australian song charts for Send in the Violins, written by one of Australia's top songwriters, Brian Cadd. Let's take a listen. Playing a love song that's breaking my heart Turn the lights down low And watch the record go around Playing a love song that tears me
see why it was so popular. You Thank were a bit you. of a pioneer in the self-publishing industry. You put this song out on your own label and promoted it yourself. Why did you decide yeah. to do it that way? Well, back then, you know, like it is today, it's always hard to uh, to get something that you've created, um, you know, for an agent or a record company to take it on board. So I just sat down on the floor in the lounge one day and and filled all these envelopes up with my record and sent it out to pretty much every top uh, cross-country, country crossover radio station in Australia. And um, all of a sudden, a couple of weeks' time, I was getting all these calls and they're saying, we want to interview you, we've been playing your record and everyone's calling in and wanting us to play it again. And it just sort of took off from there. Awesome. So then you appeared on a few TV shows, too, in Australia. Did those opportunities come out of your singing career? They did. Um, I originally uh, was from South Australia, and I moved to Sydney, and uh, I was working for uh, working in the club scene there, and the clubs over there are really big, and they have very large audiences. And so I started working in the club scene, and then from there I was working with uh, one of the probably the biggest Australian country music artists, uh, Reg Lindsay, and then I started working on his show and uh, touring and so forth. So yeah, it's just um, you know, and it, it, it's it's like a growth, growth really. You know, you go somewhere, you you really push yourself and push yourself and get to meet a lot of new people in your life, and then these opportunities open up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read in uh, one of the articles about you at that time that you worked seven days a week and how many hours a day? Oh, God, who knows? 16, 18 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think I, I remember even going to bed. Oh, my goodness. So are the soaps in Australia the same as here? Lots of melodrama and everything takes years to play out. It does. It does. And uh, I, I probably spent about five years doing different sites over there. It wasn't, um, acting was not a, a big passion of mine, but something that I wanted to experience. So, um, so I was you know, lucky enough to, to get on probably three or four of them. Oh, so what was your, were your characters and storylines? And then ultimately, how did they, um, let's say, terminate you? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, all I've done, a police officer and a lawyer and a doctor and a nurse, and, you know, that, they're not huge parts, you know, just small oh, okay. parts and small talking, uh, you know, a few words here and there. It wasn't like a big star or anything, but it was an experience. Um, and then I came to the U.S. because uh, I was coming back and forth, um, you know, working over here as well. And I got a call from my agent and said they wanted you to be in, uh, have a, a full, you know, a full role in um, a, a site called uh, Prisoners. And uh, oh. it was women in prison. And I said, well, I can't because I'm here for like eight weeks. I, I can't sort of go back and, and do, the, do the show. So um, that sort of, you know, for me, like I said, I didn't want to be a, an actor as such. So I would prefer to be here singing and doing the touring and everything and going back and working on a, on a you know, soap. <laughs> yeah, like Orange is the New Black. You missed out on the forerunner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So you moved to the U.S. in 2001. Why did you do that? Well, like I mentioned, I've been coming back and forth for, oh, you know, from now, from probably 30 years. And back in Australia and Sydney, I worked for an entertainment industry, uh, an entertainment company, and I came over to the U.S., Nashville, and, and, you know, local places like that down south, setting up itineraries for Australian entertainers to come work and sing. And uh, so... Uh, I had met a lot of friends here and, you know, I just loved it here. I just, I really did love it. It was a different type of um, atmosphere than Australia. Australia's really laid back, whereas the U.S. was like gung-ho, you know, let's get moving and, and, and there's nothing wrong with being laid back, but I really like the, the energy here. And then I met my husband, who's American, uh, and he, in 2000, and then um, in 2001, I decided I wanted to live here. So I came over here and um, became an American citizen in 2004, I think it was. Mm. And did you live? Did you move to Seattle right away or did you live elsewhere? No, I, I went straight to Seattle. Um, my husband, Ray, he, was, uh, he worked for Boeing. He was working on the space station in Houston uh, at the time. He was an engineer. And uh, I said, I'm not going to Houston. I'm not living in Houston. I've been there. There's no way. And he said, well, I, I've got a house in Seattle and, you know, I can go back there. So, so it, was, it was a perfect place. It was beautiful in Seattle. So once you relocated, did you pursue your singing career or was it time for a new chapter? No, I was still singing. I sang here and I was still doing voiceovers here uh, or, you know, places like New York and I wouldn't even know the names of, of some of the places. So I can't even remember half the things I did. But I was doing voiceovers here and um, I was singing in a duo uh, in a little place near Sequoia. You know, just, um, just you know, nothing nothing huge. I just wanted to sort of keep my, my finger in it and uh, just a little, did a little bit of that. And then gradually I started to work, you know, get involved in uh, setting up the video production company and, and then... Um, you know, I just sing with the family, you want to go home or whatever. <laughs> Still have a big family get together. So you did stay somewhat in the entertainment industry, only behind the camera instead of in front of it, producing TV exactly. shows and commercial videos. Then you branched out into online marketing. What led you mm -hmm. to go in that direction? Well, I had been doing marketing for an entertainment industry, for entertainment company in, in uh, Sydney. So I was doing marketing and PR back then because, uh, you know, at night I'd go and work in the clubs and during the day I would uh, work, you know, in the marketing and PR uh, section of the business. So it wasn't a big stretch for me. It was just, you know, going from traditional marketing and PR to online marketing and PR. So I just thought that would be a nice thing to offer clients. Uh, you know, cause back then when I was doing, when I first started it, there wasn't a lot of, you know, video happening uh, in the early 2003-2004 and people were doing videos but they go, wow, I've got a video, what do I do with it, you know, how do I market it? And so it sort of went, it sort of snowballed from there. You have always been slightly ahead of the curve when it comes to seeing the next big thing in online marketing. Of course, everybody has to have a video now, right? Yes, what are the absolutely. biggest changes that you've seen? 
in your over your years in the business, like when you first started, obviously online marketing wasn't even a thing. So how have things kind of evolved? I think that some of it's evolved for the good and some for the bad. The good is things are so much easier and so much quicker to, to do today online. But then you've got things like um, uh, there are so many people out there who want your money and you don't know who to, who to trust, who to do uh, the right thing by you, where should you market. There's just so many things out there that you can spend your money on and people tend to um, uh, spread out too far and they don't get the results that they really want. They don't know how to focus on you know one or two particular things. So you know, there's good and bad and that's sort of the, the change that I've seen in marketing. Yeah, it went from sort of like not very many choices to too many choices. Absolutely. So you are now, quote, retired, uh, which means you've just kind of moved on to a different form of expression. You've always loved painting and true to your wizardry with technology, you are now doing digital pet portraits. What attracted yes. you to pets, first of all, and to doing the paintings digitally instead of the traditional way? Well, um, I... I had been doing traditional. I'd been painting um, animals and like cartoon characters for my little nieces and nephews when they were all tiny kids. Now they're in their thirties and forties. And um, and my sister, uh, my sister Jan, um, she was talking to me a couple months ago, and she said, "You know, we've still got that painting you did for Kimmy, of uh, Pooh Bear and everything." And now she's given it to her daughter. And I, and she said, "What are you doing with your painting?" And I said, "Well, you know." I don't know. I might, I might take it up again. I've got time now. You know, I've got. I'm retired, and uh, and then I started looking into digital painting, and I I'm online all the time. I work in Photoshop all the time. You know, I used to teach Photoshop a few years ago, and but I'd never used it for painting, and so I did some research and found that uh, that it, it's actually uh, faster. Uh, more accurate as far as like if you make a mistake, you can you know, fix it instead of if you mm. do it traditionally, it's pretty hard. And so I said, well, that, you know, I'll, I'll do pet paintings. I love pets. You know, I've got a pet of my own. Everyone loves their pets. And mm -hmm. so I started, um, I spent about a month sort of getting used to uh, drawing on a, on a big screen, you know, uh, as you draw on a big tablet type thing, monitor. It took me about a month to get used to that, and then um, I started, you know, doing them. And I've done them for some really close friends. Uh, you actually had uh, Debbie Page on late last year. Uh, mm -hmm. I did one of Carly, and uh, so awesome. she's, she's, yeah, he's so handsome, there, Carly. And yeah, so then I thought, well, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll do pets and. I mean, people have all types of pets. They have horses, they have, you know, rabbits, they have dogs, cats, and um, and also I'm doing animals, you know, as a because I like to just paint animals anyway. So I'm going to be doing lions and tigers and elephants just for a fun thing for me. Wow, I'm enjoying it. Awesome. And I think, you know, people are far more likely, at least the average person, to commission a portrait of their pet than of themselves or their family. <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> well, we've got yeah. to take a short break. And when we come back, the magic of believing in yourself.
Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's Virtual Office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's Virtual Office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's Virtual Office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back. You are listening to Change, Redefining Success. I'm your host, Kate Fessler, and today my guest is Carol Carini. Carol, you have done a lot of really amazing stuff in your life. Singing, acting, creating TV shows and videos, radio show host, and more. And now digital pet portraits. Was there ever a time when someone said, you can't do that? That's impossible. Oh, I can't even count how many times. People have said that to me, and it just it goes in one ear and out the other. I I just never listen to people who say that ever, and um, it, so I I guess that's why I achieved the different things that I did in my life because I just never listened to anybody. I just was so stubborn. There are a lot of people who do not believe in themselves, who have always been told, that's not for you, that's not who we are. In fact, mm-hmm. I just heard this past weekend on NPR the story of a young man who got a scholarship to college, but because he never thought of himself as college material, had been told by his mother that he wouldn't amount to anything. That mindset led him to totally sabotage the opportunity, and he ended up getting kicked out. So what do you say to people like that, or even people who are not in such an extreme poverty mindset, but who believe there's a limit or a ceiling to what's possible for them? What are some tips for them to start believing in themselves? Well, you know, it is it is a very, very hard thing to do. Uh, I know that from, from watching other people, and I can understand how they feel in a certain way, but... Because I've never been like that, I, um, you know, just for example, when I first started uh, singing, uh, with, I was about 19, and um, pretty late, you know, being, and you know, I spent 12 months uh, singing for four or five hours a day practicing, and I wanted to be a singer, and uh, I was so determined. There was nobody was going to tell me I could not become a successful singer. And there was uh, a, a recording studio that did national um, commercials, TV and radio commercials in Adelaide at the time called Grapevine Studios. And I just jumped on the bus and went in and walked into the, to the front desk and I said, you know, do you take auditions for uh, commercials, jingles? And the girl said, no, I'm sorry, we don't, you know, we don't really do that. And I said, oh, that's too bad. And uh, a guy came work, walking out from the back and he said, hello. And I said, hello, what are you doing here? And I told him, he said, well, you've come all this way, come on in. And so I sat in the back room, sang a few songs for him. And uh, he said, come on down. I've got a song that I've been, uh, this jingle I can't find the right voice for. I went into the studio, sang a few bars. He gave me a tape. He come back tomorrow. And I recorded my first jingle. That was my first professional, uh, you know, look into the entertainment industry. And that was actually, the jingle was a national jingle 
uh, commercial for Hungry Jacks, which is the Australian franchise for Burger King. So, and I, there was no way if I hadn't gotten it that day, I would have gone back another day. So you have to really push yourself and and not not say to yourself, oh well, you know, they didn't want me too bad. I, you know, I'll never go back. I just there was no way I was going to have no for an answer. Yeah. Well, let's take a listen to that Hungry Jack jingle. Who's got the best taste in burger in Australia? Hungry Jack's and I. Who's got the best taste in burger in Australia? Hungry Jack's and I. Who's got a flame grilled burger with a taste my mind? A juicy fresh burger. Hungry Jack's and I. Who's got the best darn burger in the whole wide world? Hungry Jack's and I. So essentially, don't take no for an answer. Be persistent, but also know what it is that you want, right? If you didn't know that you wanted to be a singer, obviously you wouldn't have put in all that time and effort uh, into achieving that goal. Exactly. Yeah, you, you do really have to believe in yourself. And, and it, it's, um, it's something that I didn't really know that I was doing. Uh, I didn't know that I was actually believing in myself until years later. It, all I knew at the time was I wanted this so badly that nothing was going to get in my way. And um, and then I followed through doing, you know, a lot of other things like acting and I was sitting there watching soaps one day in Sydney and I said to my boyfriend at the time, you know, I'd like to get on one of those one day just, just to experience it. And he said, no, you, you know, you've got no experience doing that. Well, I just got an appointment with uh, the casting agent at Grundy's in Sydney. He sat down with her and she said, yeah, I've got work for you. And I worked for him for five years after that. <laughs> so, you know, I just wanted to experience it and I proved that I could do it. So people really do need to have that that confidence no matter where they're from, um, uh, you know, how old they are. It just it doesn't matter. You can still um, believe in yourself and, and do what you want when you want to do it. It'll come to you sooner or later. Yeah, and don't be intimidated, right? So there are still, even though things are a little more complicated today than they were, I'm sure, when you were first starting yeah. out, as far as yeah. you can't necessarily walk into a radio station because there really aren't very many of them left no. anymore. <laughs> but there is a way to, you know, find out about how do you get I mean I went to when I lived in Hawaii I went to a casting call for something and I just kind of found out about it and went along with you know thousands of other people but if you're interested of course with the internet you can find anything right so mm -hmm, if there's mm -hmm. a particular thing that you're interested in do some research find out what's required and then like you yes. did with your singing, you know, practice, practice, practice and, until you exactly. feel like, you know, you're you're in a position to go and give it your best. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, there's um, uh, there's YouTube now. I mean, how many young kids, 13, 14, 15 years old, have put up YouTube channels and sang and, and, and all of a sudden they're picked up by a, a record company or or some other entertainer and, and taken under their wing, you know. We have so many different ways of, uh, of getting our talents out there and, and achieving what we want to achieve. 
Yes, there's a whole new career category called Internet Sensation now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Any other tips that you can give people if someone tells them no to, mm-hmm. it sounds like take that as a challenge. <laughs> that, exactly. Oh, you yes. think I can't do it? Well, I'm going to prove you wrong. Right, right. I Yeah, I think um, it, it for me, it, it it's like, you're so passionate about something that you, there's no doubt. You can, if you have doubt, then there's a good chance that that doubt's going to grow and someone might say something to, to you and you might take that on board. So, and then that, you know, they chip away at you. You have to have, you know, absolute faith in yourself and no doubt whatsoever. And, uh, and you know, I know that's hard to do but, uh, and a lot of people today, you know, have doubts about, you know, what they can do, where they can go, and they sit there and they might be out of a job or whatever. You know, they just have to believe in themselves. And I'm, a, I'm you know, really passionate about that. That's the start. That's the first step. Well, there is there is a an axiom, I guess, in the, in the coaching business and, and in the sort of self-improvement and motivational worlds that you don't have the desire unless the way is there for you. And so mm-hmm. if it's something that you want to do, then the way is there. You just have to believe in yourself, as you say, and move mm-hmm. forward towards it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. There's a, um, a book uh, I mentioned earlier that I didn't really know what I was I knew I wanted these things in my life and I was passionate about um, having achieved them. But I didn't realize until I was probably in my 30s uh, after picking a a book up at a second-hand store and reading it that I realized what I was doing. And uh, and that book changed my life. Uh, A second-hand book cost me $5 and it's falling apart. It's I've read it a hundred times. And that book changed my life even more so. Well, I was just about to ask you, what is one book or resource that changed your life that you would recommend to people? So what is this magical book? Well, the magical book now, the, the, the book that I want to write is, and, and have started writing is called The Magic of Believing in Yourself. No, and no, this is, with... this is a book or a resource besides your own that changed your right, life. I know. You were just talking but, about, yeah. Absolutely. But I was taking uh, The Magic of Believing in Yourself. I took a, a page out of the book of Claude Bristol, and his book is called The Magic of Believing. And what I did is expand oh, that. Um, and I called, I'm, I'm not copying him. I'm just, I just could not get away from the magic of believing and I just went on to say in yourself. So the book is called The Magic of Believing and mm-hmm. it's by Claude Bristol. And it sounds like it's it's quite an old book. It is. Um, it was written in the 1940s and um, the book I bought was an original and they do now have, um, they have republished it so you can buy it. I know a friend of mine bought one recently, and and uh, my husband uh, bought me an up, you know, a newer one because my other poor one was falling apart. <laughs> so let's talk about your book. How close are you to finishing that, and when can we all read it? Well, I'm hoping maybe the middle of the year, maybe just after the middle of this year, 
uh, and the reason I pushed it back is because I'm um, moving back to Australia and I'm doing that in the next six months. So, you know, in the middle of what I'm doing here and packing and selling a house and moving over there, it'll probably be in the middle of the year or just after. But, uh, so yeah, are you going to hoping. publish it here, I hope, in the United States as well as in Australia? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely will. And that will it's be really, self-published, I imagine? It's self-published, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. it will be self-published. Self-published and promoted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So your pet portraits are awesome. I will be ordering one for my dog as soon as I can find the right picture. There's a specific expression I want to capture. <laughs> How do people find out more? See some of your work. Maybe order one for themselves. Well, I, actually on the weekend, I just set up a Facebook page, uh, sort of at the beginnings, but I'd love everyone to come in and, and like the page and get involved. It's called Animal Art by Carol. So that's Animal Art by Carol, and that's the Facebook page. And what I'm doing is putting up all the paintings and sketchings and everything that I do for everyone. Also other paintings and sketchings that I do personally for fun. And if someone loves something, they can, you know, they can buy it if they want. But also it's, it's about, you know, sharing, you know, funny photos and, and talking about pets and um, maybe they have some great videos of funny things their pets did. You know, it's, it's, it's not just selling paintings because that's really not what it's about. For me, it's about experiencing the pets and the animals and the people who love them. And I'm hoping that uh, that Facebook page will will be, you know, a platform for that. Okay, so everyone should go to Animal Art by Carol on Facebook and like the page and then start having conversations about the pets that we love so much. Yes, exactly. And, you know, there's going to be giveaways. I might give away a pet painting and a sketch or something, you know, as we go along and do things like that. So fun things. Well, Carol, thanks so much for your inspiration. I'm looking forward to your book. I agree with you that the key to achieving your dreams is to believe in yourself, and so many people need to hear your message. Thanks Thank so you. much for your time today. Thank you, Kate. It's been really great. Oh, take the ribbon from my Shake it loose and let it fall Let soft against my skin Like a shadow on the wall Come and lay down by my side Till the early morning Cause all I'm taking is your time Oh, help me make it through the night Oh, I don't care what's right or wrong And I don't try to understand I let the devil take tomorrow For tonight, I need a friend Yesterday is dead and gone Tomorrow's out of sight 
And it's sad to be alone I'll help me make it through the night Thanks for joining us. Back now with your host, Kate Fessler. Are there things in your life that you would have done if you believed in yourself? If nobody had told you, that's not possible? It's never too late to reinvent yourself, reimagine what's possible, and redefine what success means to you. One of the things I hear from my clients that holds them back is, what if it's not the right thing for me? As you heard from Carol, you can always change your mind. She wanted to try acting and then found out it really wasn't her passion. If you go down a particular path and then decide it's not the right one for you, at least you know for sure and you've had that experience, instead of wondering what it would have been like and talking yourself out of it before you ever do it. I'm all about experiencing life. As an example, when I participated in that TV show, Below Deck Mediterranean, the pitch from my friend who set it all up was that it would be good for my business. I was reasonably certain that wouldn't be true, but I really wanted to have the experience of being on a TV show like that. And I love to travel, I love the Mediterranean, and the ladies that I went with were fantastic. The yacht wasn't really my taste, but that wasn't really the point. It was an awesome experience, and I'm glad I said yes to it. Speaking of saying yes to things, next week I'll be talking about learning to be an opportunity analyst. If you're thinking about starting a business, maybe you're looking to expand into new areas of business, considering a new career path, or even just want some ideas on how to spot opportunities and decide whether to say yes and move forward with them, you'll want to tune in. In the meantime, I hope you'll follow the show and tell your friends. If you'd like to be a guest on my podcast, please click on the link and fill out the survey. If it seems like a good fit, I'll be in touch. Remember, you can find links to previous podcasts and the recommendations of my guests on my website, firstclasslifesolutions.com. And if you have something to add to the conversation or have suggestions for what you'd like to hear on future podcasts, please leave a comment on my Facebook page, First Class Life Solutions. Until then, cheers to your authentic first class life. I'm Kate Fessler. Thanks for listening to Change, Redefining Success. is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm Sandra Yancey, CEO and founder of eWomen Network. We invite you to listen to all of our EWN Podcast hosts at ewnpodcastnetwork.com.